us, young and old, no matter what you've done in your life, we're all in the same place. We all have lied, cheated, stolen. We're all finding ourselves in the valley of trouble. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, welcome to In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder, Jr., and today we are going to try to find hope in the valley of trouble. Have you ever been in trouble? I'm gonna start by telling you a true story, a funny story of a young man that uh, swiped a phone at a YMCA and he actually took the phone of a judge and the judge was the one that was presiding on uh, on his his case. So um, kind of humorous, kind of real. I mean, we, we all are in a bad situation. We are all in a valley of trouble. And I'll explain that and, and what, where we find this in the Bible. It's actually uh, in, in Scripture, there's a place in Israel that's called the Valley of Accor, the Valley of Trouble. And we're going to talk about that and talk about how we are all in the Valley of Trouble. And then in the Bible, there are a couple prophecies how the Valley of trouble, the valley of a core, will be turned into a valley of hope or a door of hope. Hosea 2.15 says that. And so today on In Grace and Tomorrow, we're going to go through some pretty cool things in Israel and show you where this valley may have been. And tomorrow we're going to talk about what may be there and how the actual literal Valley of Accor, which I believe is somewhere north um, west of the Dead Sea, uh, near Jericho, somewhere around there, is, is part of biblical prophecy. And there could be a buried treasure there that could turn Israel back to God once they start to realize that you know, the Bible is true. When the Bible talks about the the temple and the temple treasures and all of that, uh, but either way, we know that Israel will turn to God in one day and be saved, turn to Jesus. And so this is an exciting message. I hope that you're going to get a lot out of it as we go through some very important Bible prophecies and how they can come to pass and how our own lives really mirror this. God can take us from trouble to hope, and he can do incredible things and change the outcomes, even when we've blown it, even when we've messed up, or others have, and we're and we're suffering. God can take that suffering and make us into more uh, people that are more like his son, Jesus. And that is the, the theme and the message of today's In Grace. Just before we go to our message today, let me tell you about what we're going to feature on Friday. We've got a very exciting episode that has the theme of 9-11. As we know, next week is the anniversary of 9-11. And we're going to tell the story of Lieutenant General Tex Brown III. Uh, he's a friend. He and I uh, were able to get to know each other at his home in Texas. And we call this an American hero because he was at the Pentagon on 9-11. He felt the airplane crash. He had moved away uh, from the danger zone. He was in a meeting farther away, but he came back looking to make sure everyone got out. And I wanted to tell his story and also visit 
the Pentagon where we visited the chapel that is the, the remembrance of where the plane actually hit. And uh, to tell you his story, uh, the story of an American hero will be on Friday. But we're also going to be featuring that on our TBN program tonight on TBN in Grace Television is going to feature an American hero, Lieutenant General Tex Brown's story. And I would love for you to tune in tonight on TBN. Now, maybe you don't get TBN or maybe you're not going to be home tonight. You can tune in on YouTube anytime. So go to YouTube, search for Ingrace, click on the alert, subscribe, and like those videos, and more people will hear the gospel through YouTube. We're also on Roku, and these are free, ways that you can watch Ingrace for free anytime. And then when you do subscribe and get alerts, every time we put a new one out there, once or twice a week, we put new programs up there. And there's some programs on YouTube that you can only get on YouTube and Roku. Then uh, every time we put a new one up, you'll get a notification. You can watch it on your phone, your smart TV, your computer, however you want to watch it. Uh, YouTube is a real great way to get some great Christian content. And In Grace features some really unique stories like Lieutenant General Tex Brown's story. By the way, Tex Brown was also a hero in Vietnam, and he flew a uh, Sky Raider airplane, and he was able to protect and rescue people that had uh, pilots that had crashed. So you really want to hear his story, and that'll be again on Friday on our radio program, and then also tonight on TBN or anytime on Roku or YouTube. I was with an attorney this week who was sharing a story of something that actually happened to him in court. The prosecuting attorney was asking a young man, really a old boy, a line of questions that seemed a little unusual to my attorney friend. He said, so, young man, you stole someone's phone, right? And the young man said, yes. And he said, and you use that phone to call people on the owner's contact list and used inappropriate language. Is that right? He said, yes. Well, the attorney was listening to this and said, this is strange. Why is he doing it this way? And then he said, and you stole the judge's phone? And he said, if I would have known it was the judge's phone, I would never have stolen it. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He said it was at a YMCA and the kid swiped the judge's phone and it was the judge that was in that actual courtroom. <laughs> if I would have known it was the judge, I wouldn't have done it. Here's the place that all of us are at. All of us, young and old, no matter what you've done, in your life, we're all in the same place. We're all in the same boat. We're all finding ourselves in the valley of trouble. 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 We all have lied, cheated, stolen. You said, well, I thought I was a pretty good person. I never killed anybody. But here's the problem with that. I don't think many of you or any of you have done such a serious crime, but Jesus said if you've had hatred in your heart toward a brother, you've in essence committed murder. If you've had lust in your heart 
you've committed adultery. So that really does put us all in the same boat. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all found, find ourselves in this place called the Valley of Trouble. There's actually a place in Israel called the Valley of Trouble. It's a place down in the Dead Sea area, the north of the Dead Sea, where the Jordan River flows in from the, the Sea of Galilee. It flows all the way down the length of Israel through the Jordan Valley into the Dead Sea. It's the lowest spot on the planet where you can still breathe air, the Dead Sea, right, where it enters in there. Now, Israel and, and Jordan have siphoned off most of the good water for irrigation and drinking, so what's left going into the Jordan River is pretty polluted and, and not much water at all. That's why we don't baptize in that part of Israel um, because it's, it's, it's the actual place that Jesus was baptized. But we baptize up near the Sea of Galilee where there's this beautiful fresh water coming out. But it's the Jordan River. And as the Jordan River enters the Dead Sea, there's this area near Jericho. Does that sound familiar to you? If you've read the Bible, have heard Bible stories, Jericho it's near Jericho. It's called the Valley of Accor. And the literal interpretation of Accor is trouble. We're going to find a situation that I believe is a mirrored image of all of us in the story of Joshua as Israel is taking over Jericho, taking the land. Jericho was the first city, heavily fortified, the Canaanites that inhabited it were excellent builders. They'd had centuries to fortify their cities, and they controlled the land. Abram had come through, but he was just a shepherd, and he would wander around in tents. And then his son Isaac and his son Jacob, and they lived in this area, but they weren't a threat. They weren't very populous. Well, God in his sovereignty allowed the son of Jacob, Joseph, to be captured by his brothers and sold into slavery and brought to Egypt. And the story gets worse. He gains favor in the house that he was sold into, and he was given charge of the whole house of Potiphar. And then he was accused of something he didn't do and thrown into prison. But this story can't get any worse. And you might have a story. As a matter of fact, I know you do have a story. Most of the people I talk to that call themselves atheist or agnostic, an atheist is someone that doesn't believe in God, and agnostic is someone that doubts God exists or you know, is open to it but is doubtful. Most of those people are that way because of something that happened in their life, a tragedy, a hardship, a trial. It's hard to reconcile this concept that God is good, and I believe firmly that God is good. The Bible says... He is love, okay? It's not just one of his attributes. He is love. So how can we reconcile that with whatever happened to you, some bad thing? Well, it's tough, isn't it? It's hard. But that's the reason that we have this curse of sin in the world. And Joseph had these horrible problems in his life, but when we read the story of Joseph, we still see him Serving God and being faithful and doing the right things, even in the midst of the trial. And guess what? He's elevated. In a land of pharaohs, a land of rulers, he's now number two. And through all of that, this small family becomes this great nation. 
And now you've read about the story of Moses and the plagues, and they finally escape Egypt to go to the land that had been promised, which was the land Abraham and Isaac and Jacob had been wandering around in tents. And now this is going to be their land. God had promised that this would be their land. And by the way, that was an unconditional promise forever. It's still their land today. That's a whole nother sermon, and I won't preach it today. But there is Jericho. How can we possibly conquer this great city? And God gives them instructions that don't make any sense. I want you to circle this city once a day for six days. And then on the seventh day, go around seven times. And on the seventh time, blow the trumpets and the walls will fall. I don't know about you, but if I asked you all to do such a crazy thing, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't follow me <laughs> to do that. But there was Joshua, a new leader. Moses had recently died. He was told by God to be strong and courageous, and he did it, and the walls it did indeed fall. This September, we remember the lives lost and the bravery and strength that emerged from the ashes of 9-11. Let us come together to honor the heroes and acknowledge the courage of those deeply impacted by the tragic events of that day. Experience the incredible story of a heaven-sent rescue, an emotional tribute to a 9-11 first responder. When you give any amount to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will personally express his gratitude by sending you this powerful video. And for a generous gift of $50 or more, you'll receive InGrace's entire patriotic bundle, including four more incredible video series. To take advantage of this exceptional offer, Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to our website at ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Let's look at Joshua chapter 7. We're going to find a problem, though. In this incredible story of God's power, the conquest of not only Jericho, but the land, we find a problem. We are introduced to the plight that we all find ourselves in. The children of Israel, Joshua 7 verse 1, the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. The accursed thing, what is that? For Achan took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. What is the accursed thing? What did Achan do? What happened? Well, you have to go back a few verses in chapter 6 and verse 17. God was telling the Jewish people, the children of Israel, that they could conquer Jericho, but the city's going to be accursed in verse 17. Even it and all that are therein to the Lord. And only Rahab the harlot shall live. Remember Rahab had helped the spies and, and God said, hang a, a scarlet thread. And, and you know, when they dug up Jericho, you know what they found? They found one part of the wall still standing. Every other part of the walls had collapsed down to form a ramp into the city, except one portion of the wall, Rahab's house had survived. You know what this shows me? It shows me that God is a God of forgiveness and grace. And Rahab not only survived in her family, but she became 
an ancestor to Jesus. So spiritually, she's in our bloodline, those that have received Jesus as Savior. And she and all that were with her in her house because she hid the messengers that we sent. In verse 18, and ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing. What is that? That word accursed is haram. And you would probably hear it in English when we say harem. A king has a harem. That means there's a group that shall not be touched by anyone but the king, right? God says there is something there that you're going to leave for me. You're going to conquer the land. You're going to conquer all these cities. And you will be able to get the spoils of those cities except for this first one. This is a picture of what we call the first fruits. Where Jesus, the Bible says, was the first fruit of all that believed in him. In other words, his resurrection assures and guarantees that all of us will rise that have put their trust in him to everlasting life. This is also a principle that we find in giving. When we give to God our first fruits, we give to him our best. Not what's left over, not what you find with the lint in your pockets, but you're giving God your best and first because if you give God the first fruits, you have no guarantee that you're gonna have a windstorm or hailstorm destroy the rest of the crops, right? You're gonna give him the first of the crops and say, this is the Lord's. When I really should take this, I really need it from my family, I say, I'm gonna give this to the Lord as an offering, that's a huge step of faith when we do things like that. And that's what God's calling people to do is to show our faith by our works. Works don't save. Jesus saves, it's faith in him, but works will show our faith, right? It shows the world our faith. So don't touch it, it's accursed. It's haram. Lest you make yourselves accursed in verse 18 of Joshua 6, when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold, vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. When they found Jericho and they dug there, within the last hundred years, they found a lot of commodities such as grain jars full you never find a city that has been conquered and destroyed with full jars of grain. When this all occurred, it was before money, before coins were invented. So what did they use for money? They used commodities. They used a barrel of grain. They used a jar of grain or whatever else that they had produced. That was the way that they would barter and trade. That was cash. Plus, you have a huge group of people that had just been wandering in the wilderness and they needed the food. And I asked the archaeologists when we went and we did a whole series there at Jericho last year, I said, how unusual is it in archaeology to find a city that has been conquered to still find full jars of grain? He said, it is unprecedented. You will never find that in archaeology. Why? Because you plunder, you take it. But God says you don't, you leave it, you burn the city. You can take the silver and gold and put it into the treasury into the tabernacle, but you're going to leave everything else. Don't take anything, is what God told the people. It's very clear. So guess what? <laughs> well, I know you're assuming that someone took something. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. And you know what they found in archaeology? They found all the bricks of mud had fallen down all the way around the city. 
It's incredible how exact the Bible is in describing all of these things. The Bible is true. All the people went up into the city. Again, it formed a ramp up into the city. The city was so high, and they had a retaining wall that was about 10 or 15 feet tall made of stone, so all the bricks on top of that fell down, and it created this perfect ramp up into the city to conquer it. And the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. So this is good, right? They took the city. They did it God's way, and they were successful. Praise God, right? Well, no, then we come to the next chapter. We find that there was sin, and there was a defeat at the next city, and people died. Here's the point. When one person sins, it affects more than one person. It affects many people. We have to remember that. We kind of think we're isolated and this will never hurt anybody else, but it does. It always affects more people. And now they suffered a defeat because of one man's sin. So we jump back to Joshua 7 and look at verse 11. Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and disassembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. You say, well, if this was done in secret, if someone took something and hid it away, no one knew about it, how did God know? God sees everything and God knows everything. God can read your thoughts. Look at verse 12. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. One man's sin has cursed the whole group. Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. So there's a solution, but we're going to have to deal with that sin. We have to take care of that sin. Now, you're going to think this is pretty harsh, but remember, sin is serious. Maybe that's the point that you can take home with you today, is sin is serious. One sin is serious. You say, well, I've never murdered anyone, but sin is serious. And if you've committed one sin, James says we're guilty of breaking the entire law. We're going to conclude this message tomorrow, so definitely tune in because tomorrow you're going to find out how God could turn this valley of trouble, this sin of Achan, this valley of Accor into a door of hope. And that's what God is good at doing. But we're all in this valley of trouble. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. You need salvation. So do I. And that's why God came into this world. Jesus was born the Son of God, the second person of the triune one God, came and did what we couldn't do. He lived a perfect life. And he died as a sacrifice for our sins. And he says, if you'll just trust in me, believe in me, you'll be saved. It's not about religion. It's not about reforming yourself because you can't save yourself. If you could, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. If you say, well, Jesus did his part, I do my part. You're saying Jesus didn't do enough. No, he did it all. And when you trust in him, believe in him, you are saved. And that's the message of hope. That's how you can get from the valley of trouble through the door of hope. The door of hope is Jesus. So again, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. And I'm going to tell you that there could be an incredible treasure 
buried in the Valley of Accor. <laughs> I can't wait if that has ever discovered that that'll be the day, won't it? Right before we go, let me tell you how you can get a great adventure video. It's the story of Dave Carnes. He's a 9-11 rescuer. As we're coming up next week on September 11th's anniversary, you need to watch A Heaven Sent Rescue, a series about David Carnes and his incredible rescue of two police officers in the rubble of the World Trade Center. Him and I go down to New York. We film there at the actual 9-11 Memorial and Museum, and he had not been back there since that day. And so you want to hear his story. You can get that by giving a gift of any amount to Ingrace. Your gift will make sure more people hear the gospel. And I'm going to thank you by sending you this video either by DVD or digital download. And that's for your gift of any amount. If you give a gift of $50 or more, we're going to send you what we call the Patriot Bundle. This is all five of our really exciting videos about American heroes or America's Christian heritage. Contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com and there you can see all five of these videos. And I hope that we hear from you today. Let us come together to honor the heroes and acknowledge the courage of those deeply impacted by the tragic events of 9-11. When you give any amount to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will express his gratitude by sending you a heaven-sent rescue. Or for a generous gift of $50 or more, get our entire patriotic bundle, including four more incredible video series. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com. Or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.